It's been over a year since we first set foot in Inazuma, and Genshin has finally delivered on the one thing I've been hoping for since the region came out. They've rolled out a story event focused on yokai. Not only is this exciting because Japanese folklore is really, really cool, but it finally solved the mystery that it has been my personal mission to solve for the past year. What exactly were Raiden A and Raiden Makoto? See, in Genshin, the Archons aren't just gods. All the gods we met so far in Tivat started out as some kind of spiritual entity native to their respective region. For instance, Rex Lapis is an Adeptus, Barbados was originally a Wind Sprite, and the gods Kusanali and Ru- Oh, I'm sorry, there was just one, wasn't there? And the god Kusanali is the incarnation of the great world tree Ermensul. So before they were promoted to be Celestia's middle managers, the Raiden sisters must have been some kind of being intrinsic to Inazuma. And this latest Genshin event, Akitsu Kimodameshi, finally gave us everything we need to prove their species. So let's back up a bit. What's a yokai? Broadly speaking, yokai are the supernatural beings from Japanese fairy tales. For centuries, Japanese children have been thrilled by stories of the oni that terrorized a village, the old sandals that came to life and scared a household, or the alluring fox lady that's the reason why your father never calls anymore. And once the eminent yokai historian Shigeru Mizuki rolled onto the scene with his seminal manga Gegege no Kitaro, yokai have been a constant presence in Japanese pop culture appearing in games, movies, anime, and all the stuff us weeaboos just love. So it stands to reason that yokai would appear in a fantasy Japan setting like Genshin's Inazuma. Though the term yokai is often localized as spirits or demons, a better comparison would be the fae from Irish and British folklore, a broad genre of supernatural beings ranging from majestic to helpful to annoying to downright dangerous. They also often have particular rules or customs for engaging with them, which might seem totally strange and illogical to us mundane humans. But what sets yokai apart from the fae is that they're not from any spirit world, they're from our world. You see, the Shinto faith is based on animism, the idea that everything has a soul. Rocks, trees, shoes, abstract concepts, and these souls gain power as they are respected or feared. The mightiest of these souls are worshipped as the Shinto gods, or kami, while the souls that are tolerated at best become yokai. Although the line is kind of blurred, Kami can fall from grace and become yokai when they break bad, as is the case with Yamata no Orochi, the great serpent that was slain by the storm god. Likewise, yokai can ascend to the heavens to become messengers of the gods or even gods in their own right, such as the Tenko or Heavenly Kitsune. For our purposes, there are three main kinds of yokai. The first are the classic yokai, the yokai's yokai. This includes Tengu, Oni, Kappa. These creatures are usually seen as having been born yokai, belonging to some particular yokai species or bloodline, as is the case in Genshin. 
but not all yokai are born yokai. The second category are the yokai animals, or bakemono. These are ordinary animals that become yokai, having accumulated great age and wisdom and power. The most notorious of these is, of course, the foxes, or kitsune. Although, to be fair, Genshin and a lot of other popular media depicts the kitsune as their own yokai race separate from mundane foxes. Another animal often prone to become a yokai are cats, or the bakeneko. This is implied to be the case for Neko, the cat shrine maiden on Seirai Island, who has lived for centuries and is capable of human speech. Finally, last and weirdest of the yokai are the object yokai, the Tsukumogami. Because again, this is a belief system where everything has a soul. Now, objects are not created with a soul, but they can gain one after spending a hundred years on this earth. Objects that are cherished, treated with respect, and used for great things can become benevolent yokai, such as a shamisen that continues to play beautiful music long after its master is passed on. On the other hand, objects that are neglected, mistreated, callously thrown away become vengeful, annoying little bastards, like an improperly disposed of umbrella that jumps around screaming at people. Objects can also manifest yokai from soaking up the spiritual energy of their surroundings. We just saw this at the Genshin event. The feelings of wistful joy and lingering regret from that fateful final game between the human samurai and that big weasel dude imbued their rackets with spiritual energy and gave rise to the ping pong lady. I'm gonna go look up her name. Hanyura Chizuru. And these sort of Tsukumogami will linger as long as they have some remaining business on Earth. So now that we've gone over the three main yokai categories, where does that leave? The Raiden sisters. Well, let's look at the facts. They lack any of the hallmark traits of the big classic yokai. No tengu wings, no oni horns, no water dish head thing that kappas have. Not only do they lack any resemblance to the traditional depictions of these yokai, but they look nothing like the individuals of these yokai species that we've seen in Genshin itself. Could they be animal yokai, the bakemono? Well, even in human form, animal yokai always have a tell, usually in the form of a tail or animal ears. Yes, believe it or not, cat girls are not an anime invention. They are folkloric. We see this pretty clearly with Genshin's two Kitsune characters, Kitsune Saigu and Yae Miko, who are both shown with at least ears. The Raidens lack any animal mannerisms, any animalistic motifs in their character designs. There's just really nothing there that ties them to any sort of animal yokai. Which leaves us with the Tsukumogami, the object yokai. And here's where things kind of start to line up. Raiden A, in particular, is associated more with inanimate objects than anything else. She was a swordsmith, a puppet builder, someone who had no problem transplanting her soul into her own sword and piloting an inorganic puppet body like some kind of robot god lich. And now, with the recent event and the confirmation of Tsukumogami existing in the Genshin universe, 
an object yokai is probably our best bet for figuring out A and Makoto's original yokai identities. But we can go further. Because the core of the Raiden sisters' identity is the fact that they are twins. They are absolutely defined by their twinhood. They complete each other. A was left reeling when Makoto died because her input was essential to maintaining the health and momentum of their country. Likewise, I believe that Makoto would be similarly lost if A had perished that day. It is Makoto's compassion and focus on the present, tempered with A's long-term visions and concern for her nation's safety that allows them to thrive as the Raiden Shogun. They are functionless without the other, useless alone. As we learn about the sisters' respective roles to each other, we realize the final piece of the puzzle. The Raiden twins are an opposing pair. Makoto and A, the stateswoman and the soldier, lightning and thunder, brightness and shadow, dexter and sinister, right and left. Yeah, they were shoes. I mean, it just makes sense, right? Shoes get turned into yogi all the time in folklore. And what is lightning but a chonkla from heaven? Now, I'm not saying they were any scuffed sandals, bakizori. No, these were the Louboutins of ancient Inazuma. How did they become yokai? I don't know. Rich lady wore them a hundred years ago. They get struck by lightning. Just pick something. And why would people worship shoes? Okay, I know both of us have seen the shrines people build for their Jordans, so we know the answer to that question. Now, some of you guys might have your own idea of what the Raidens were before they were gods. As for me, until Mihoyo says otherwise, I'm just forced to believe that they're shoes. I don't like it, but here we are. Anyway, if you've watched this far, thank you so much for indulging me in this shitpost. I've had this idea kicking around, unfully intended, for a long time, and with this recent Yokai Genshin event, it was basically now or never. Hopefully you learned a little about yokai along the way. For further reading, I highly suggest the works of Matthew Meyer and his website yokai.com, which has done an incredible job cataloging these mythological weirdos. I own his first book, The Night Parade of 100 Demons, and I absolutely love it. Yokai also come up occasionally on me and my friend's video podcast, The Shade Chamber, where we talk about Genshin's lore, business practices, and game design. This is my first time doing any kind of marginally scripted video, so let me know how you liked it, if you want to see more of these. Probably not going to do too many of these because it's going to cut into our regular production schedule, but I absolutely love Japanese folklore and so I have a lot of fun sharing it with you guys. I think in once in a while it could be pretty fun. Anyway, I hope you laughed, I hope you learned, and uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>